Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's providence orders all things. God's providence has brought us here this morning. It is God's providence that called Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and this morning we commemorate the prophet Zephaniah. It is God's providence, God's loving care for mankind that he chose Israel out of all of the world to prepare the way for his son. It is God's providence that he appointed prophets, kings, and priests throughout the Old Testament. It is God's providence and calling that he especially raised up prophets. Those who spoke prophetic word to Israel and to those around Israel. The judgment of God, which was at the same time the salvation of God. And the need in the face of God's providence, of God's goodwill, of God's condescension of God's working with mankind that we respond in repentance. So this morning when we have our Lord encountering this certain ruler, this rich young ruler as we know him from other gospels, we see Christ acting in a prophetic role. We have the ruler coming and asking what does it take to inherit eternal life? What shall I do? And God tells him, our Lord tells him, basically rehearsing to him what he already knew. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And the ruler says, I have done all of these things. In fact, I've done them from my youth up. And when Jesus heard these things, he says to them in a prophetic statement, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Jesus speaks a hard word, a very specific word, a prophetic word to this man who from all anyone of us could see, and from his own self, was basically a righteous man. He did not do any of the things that we would consider to be, you know, the biggies, right? The bad things. He did not, he's not an adulterous relationship. He'd never done that. He never murdered anyone. He never stole. He didn't lie. And he honored his father and his mother. But our Lord, in seeing into his heart, was able to see the one thing that was the linchpin upon which everything turned for him. That was money. That was desire for good things. This is where Christ, the revealer of hearts, 
in speaking prophetically to him, gives him an opportunity, a judgment. You lack something, and here is the path of repentance. This was an opportunity. This was a great revelation to this man. I'm sure he had some foresight or some understanding that there was something a little awry. Why else would he go ask our Lord for help? But it is when our Lord reveals to him the opportunity for repentance that it would require something out of him, something requiring him to die. This is where sorrow rushes in, where the impossible seems incredibly impossible. And instead of churning in repentance to the God who can bring life out of death, the man becomes sorrowful because he has so much stuff. When Jesus sees this, he says aloud, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now we have another opportunity for those around to learn something from this encounter with Jesus. But what do those who heard this say? Jesus, you put the bar up here. Who can be saved? It is Jesus' response that with us, it's impossible. But with God, it is possible. Zephaniah sings of the judgment of Israel and of the nations. Just three short chapters. Again, I commend to you, go home and read the prophet Zephaniah, where he tells of the impending judgment of God against Israel and other nations around them for not fulfilling what they were set out to do. It is Zephaniah who serves as a prophet during the reign of Josiah, one of the good kings of Israel who wants to restore proper worship, who wants to destroy the prophets of Baal, who wants to get rid of all the idolatry in Israel. It is Zephaniah who stands with Josiah to restore Israel to its rightful worship, to purify the people. And it's exactly this need for purification that has Zephaniah speaking for God of exactly what is required. Just as our Lord this morning shows prophetically to this man, this is what is required of you. This is the thing that you hold on to so tightly that you need to let go of. It is exactly Zephaniah then that at the end of his prophesying to Israel and to the other nations, moves into another mode. Because with the prophets, there is judgment. There is a day that is coming, the day of the Lord, that will be judgment. But for the prophets, this is also the day of the Lord, is for those who seek it and are ready for it. It is an incredible day of liberation. Because with us, it's impossible but with God, it is possible. Here at Zephaniah, sing over the daughter of Israel, over the daughter of Zion, to hear God responding to and coming to save Israel. 
Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear. Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. The Mighty One will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The opportunity of repentance when our hearts are laid bare is an opportunity to hear God singing a song of triumph if we want to join with him. That repentance requires something of us, something to die, which seems impossible, is exactly the path to life. Because it is through God himself that frees us, that is present, working with us. Hear what God is doing. He is going to rejoice over us with gladness. Just think of, we don't really do this in the Orthodox tradition in marriage, but all of those scenes that you've probably seen yourself or maybe in movies of the groom standing and the bride coming in and being escorted down the aisle and just the emotions that can come over the groom. You've seen her before many, many times, but now in this setting and what is happening, you are great heart movement. There is just, you can't control yourself. This is God looking at us. This is God rejoicing over us with gladness that he sings lullabies to us. He will quiet us with his love. That he will rejoice over us with singing. That he's going to have us join the dance. If there is particular sin which you think is impossible to overcome, or situations or struggles that you are in, remember the words of the prophet Zephaniah. Remember God himself, who has orchestrated all things such that infinity dwindled down into the finite that God himself, as we are preparing and as the prophets foretold, is coming in the flesh, that he has come in the flesh and that we prepare for that and rejoice in that, that he rejoices over you, that he will quiet you with his love, that he will do many songs, many rounds of singing because of you. So let us hear... God when he speaks to us let us when he reveals something to us let us have hearts ready to hear that prophetic word and when we despair let us think of the prophet Zephaniah and his words in his prophecy in God rejoicing quieting us and singing with us and all that we think is impossible that he knows and believes is possible In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.